Welcome to Canny Cross Conversations with me, Michelle. And me, Louise, talking all things dogs, running and canny sports. A message from our sponsor, Inner Wolf, the leading outdoor shop for your dog's outdoor needs. Unleash your dog's inner wolf with the high quality, durable dog sports gear for the active dog in your life. Whether you're canny crossing, paddleboarding, camping, or just heading out for a canny trek, visit Inner Wolf at www.innerwolf.co.uk or the shop at Wistow Rural Centre in Leicestershire. Use the code PAUSE for the number four for 10% off your next purchase online. Enjoy your adventures together this summer with the right kit for you and your dog. On today's episode, we chat to Adrian from Inner Wolf. Um, and I've heard lots about him in his shop because he's Louise's local Canny Cross equipment supplier. Um, and we chat about all things um, that we can be doing with our dogs over summer. We also had an interesting discussion, debate about making sure we've got the right equipment for the kind of running that our dogs do. So do we actually need canny cross equipment if our dogs are not actually pulling ahead of us and, you know, working hard and pulling into the harness? It was quite interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, because it's something that I hadn't really thought about. And actually, I, I liked his definition of whether a dog whether a dog tows you or yeah. runs by side because I hadn't even heard that before, really. Because we, we always use the word pull, I suppose, don't we? Um, so it was very interesting, and we'd be really interested to know your thoughts on it as well after you've listened to the episode. Um, There's a new course starting on September yeah, I just the 11th, it was, so come and join us. He's seeing lots more dogs and lots more people than we do. Yeah. Um, so he's getting that sort of. Um, range of people which potentially we don't see um because we've got pulling dogs most of the time yeah yeah um, so yeah it was a really interesting episode there's also lots of information about what you can do with your dog in the summer um have some great stuff and um yeah it was just a chat really with adrian so um yeah hope you enjoy it Welcome to this week's Canny Cross Conversations. And this week we have Adrian Ward with us, who some of you might know from Canny Cross Days, um, who is the founder and owner of the of Inner Wolf, which is a shop specialising in outdoor dog gear. Um, so in online and in Leicestershire as well. So welcome, Adrian. It's been a Hi. while. We've been talking about this for so long. So welcome. Yes, yeah, finally made it. <laughs> you have. Um, just tell us, introduce yourself to everyone, to our listeners. Um, well, as you mentioned, some people will hopefully already know me from years gone by of um, Canny Cross and um, in a wolf for a time we were um, organising Canny Cross events under the Canix licence for a few years. So if you ask me off the top of my head when it was, it was actually quite a while ago. So <laughs> it could have been... 2012 to 2014 that sort of period uh, when we were doing that um yeah so so very always been very outdoorsy myself um obviously got the dogs so that's really where the idea of interval came from just trying to pull something together where there was a central base to be able to get the type of gear you need when you're going out running biking you know, camping on a good hike 
Um, and so back in 2006, I think now it would be, um, there was nothing really, there's no real central base. I think, I, I, guess, I think there's probably one other website that I knew of at the time that had the similar idea. Um, and yeah, we started to you know, put together a, a product range for Inner Wolf. And then shortly after that, the oh, Canicross came on the radar, really. Yeah. Um, I would say shortly after, was probably my, I did my first Canicross event in 2008, and that was at Sherwood Pines with my old dogs, Sam and Milo. Bless them, press the RIP. Um, yeah. But um, looking back, it's quite funny because although it was a Canicross event and I was taking part and only ever took part, never, I would never say compete. Um, I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, no. um, we we didn't exactly run Canicross, shall we say. It was simply I ran in a relatively loose, basic waist belt, and they both had basic walking harnesses on. So they weren't pulling at that time. You know, it was still so it was still very, very new to it. They weren't pulling me along at all. Um, I think one was in a rough wear harness and the other was in a Easy dog harness, I think it was. Neither suitable really for Canny Cross. <laughs> and I say, but they were really relatively on a, on a loose loose line anyway. Um, yeah, it was 2008. And what, then, dogs, what dogs were they, Adrian? Sam was a pure uh, working lab. Yay. Very fine <laughs> fella, he was. Um, and uh, Milo was a, well, he was, he was a rescue. We got him as a pup and we're very likely to have a bit of collie lab lurcher I don't know, a bit of staffy there but he looked very similar I suppose to a lab he was black he was all black short haired slightly more pointy smaller ears um but uh, between the two of them they could they could work hard so uh, once i taught them how to tow it was a case of hanging on <laughs> I that. i've never heard that expression before it's taught them how to tow no well, but it makes sense. It makes sense because you're towing us, aren't you? Aren't they? Yeah, that's it. I think as well. It's one thing I've found over the years that um, when you, I mean, even in the shop or whether we're getting inquiries through the website, there's that the, often doesn't seem to be the distinction between canny cross and towing, and the just going. From, I avoid using the word just because I know I have heard some things on social media where there seems to. People don't like that distinction. You say just, it's as if you, you know, that, that Canny Cross is somewhat superior just going out for a run with your dog, you know, yeah. and yeah. running running with your dog on a loose line, essentially, yes, that's not Canny Cross. But some people, I suppose, like to think that it is. Um, but what it doesn't help with, I've found, is it doesn't help with the right gear selection. And I mean, I only had it, say, last week in the shop, the lady came in saying, oh, I want, you know, I want to get a running harness for my dog. And so you just, Ask, ask a few of the right questions, a little bit of quizzing. How are you going to be running? What's the plan? Do you want the dog to be towing? Um, you know, are you, are you intentionally encouraging that? And there were, no, no, I just want the dog running alongside, really, on a slack lead, in which case you don't need canny cross gear. You know, a, a, a working harness, towing harness is going to be the wrong piece of kit. You just need a good, comfortable, well built piece of um, walking harness. But which so, gives them the movement in the shoulders. Yeah, it gives them the movement in the shoulders. So none of these, are we allowed to, are we allowed to um, say Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's our podcast. You yeah. can say yeah. what you want. <laughs> these like dubious canine style harnesses. That, yeah, you uh, can say that. <laughs> very clearly cause restrictions in the way the dog moves. Um, well-known fact to most people, but there's, I say, we you know how popular they are. Um, 
so yeah just a, just a well-made like a, a rough wear front range harness or one of the cargo harnesses um just one really that goes over the head between the legs and clips up around the chest if you're running with your dog on a loose line but you want to run hands free okay clips something around the waist but you only really need a um you know a good walking harness as opposed to a towing cunning cross harness so well, that's, that's yeah, but we've never really talked about that distinction before, have we? But now you've mentioned okay. it, there is there are two actual. There are, yes. yeah, yeah. It confuses the kit selection. Mm. As I say we, we get it on you know, obviously email inquiries through the website. People come into the shop and just make you know just making sure they know where you, what their intention is, where they want to go with the with the running with dogs. You know, are you are you going to be getting to tow? Um, and I think the slight confusion might come from. Um, the name you know is canny cross so they think cross country running with your dog as a general theme is canny cross um, but I say it's the distinction then between towing wearing a proper working harness is canny cross running with your dog on a slack lead going, basically going for a jog with your dog isn't canny cross essentially so it's making that distinction is, is I say really important just to be able to say okay am i getting the right gear because if you're going to be running with your dog in a slack lead and you're wearing a working harness it's um the harness is all over the place basically <laughs> it's just flapping flopping around and not really doing the job so no. um you're better off say with a, with a good sturdy walking harness that's interesting actually uh, as you said never really thought about that before i suppose when and probably the same with you michelle when we do taster sessions most of the dogs pull well, I think all yeah, but but not all of them, and it's funny that Adrian's mentioned that because the ones that don't pull, I do always recommend that all they need is just a, sh- a simple short harness. Like yeah. I usually recommend something like a zero DC for them because that yeah. don't need a long harness, do they? Because they're not pulling into it. No, that's it. No, yeah. I mean, it's, um, yeah, it tends to be something like yeah, like zero DC. Mm-hmm. Um, if you find because then you've got the, the certain dogs, I suppose, that are they do a bit of both. They'll start off, they're keen, they go, they run, they're pulling, they get a bit tired or distracted and they drop off. Um, and so, like I so say, yeah, short harness like the DC or the Arctic Wolf um, Multisport. Or the adventure. one we use, because my dog, you've just described yeah. my dog there. She's a bit of, yeah, she's not got the endurance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just because at least then if, if it is going to go loose or slack when they're not pulling, it's not, there's not loads of it to go loose and slack with, like, with the longer harnesses. So... Um, unlike my dog that just pulls like a train all the way around yeah if you've got that kind of dog then ideal and what yeah. harness have i got it's an arctic wolf you've got the x-back haven't you you've got the arctic wolf yeah. x-back yeah. yeah yeah which i really like actually um yeah. as well as there are other harnesses out there but um so Low- because, we, because we've got you here and expertise and as we're not um uh, <laughs> i'm gonna put you on the spot here yeah why would you go over? So, why would you um, buy a non-stop? And, and guys, you're going to have to go and look at these harnesses if you've not seen them. To an Arctic or an X-Pack, not an Arctic Wolf. The, the sort of shape of the non-stop. I don't know if you call that a tram line or something. I don't know. It's what it looks like to me. Or to the X-Pack. Why would you do one to one dog and one to the other? You, you tend to. I suppose it lends itself more towards certain breeds we've found. I mean, there's. there's um, the, the free motion, uh, the non-stop free motion, um, is generally a very good harness just to, to allow plenty of adjustment. You know, so it suits 
a broader range of dogs, but then it also suits the deeper chested type dogs. Um, I've always found when we're fitting them. Um, so, and it's the dogs that have become very popular in, you know, in the sort of more higher end competitive levels of, of, uh, canny cross with the GSPs, um, yeah. you know, breeds along that line where they do have a very deep chest. Um, and it's just one of those harnesses when it's on and it's fitted and it, you know, properly, it just, it, it looks like it's doing the job well. It's, it's just on, it fits, it sits right. Um, then looking at the X-backs, because you don't get that range of, there's no adjustment generally on an X-back at all. Um, you, you often find they are, if you can get, yeah, if you get it to fit right and it, and it sits properly and does the job, it's, it, again, it's those less deeper chested type of breeds, like a, a Husky, you know, it's always a very common one for a Husky or, um, or Collies often fits well with Collies as well. Um, so, so it, sometimes it can be a bit of trial and error. And obviously that's what we always find with, with, you know, supplying them online. Um, it's knowing what to look for. So if we send one out, you know, it's knowing what to look for then to actually get the fit. So once it, once the, 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 the uh, owner puts it on the dog, um, what do they look, what do they need to look for? I and mean, often there's, there's certain things that can put them off. It's a lot of the working heights are quite tight over the head. Yeah. But then that means that they sit properly and in the right place on, you know, away from the shoulders in towards the neck, but not tight on the neck. But because it was tight going over the head, it's instantly, oh, I'm going to send this back because this doesn't fit, you know. And, and, but actually, that's okay. Going over the head, a bit snug, okay. There's tends to be actually then it coming off that's the worst than it going on. But there are little knacks to getting that right as well. Um, and yeah. The, Go on. No, sorry. I was going to say, mine, mine going off, but when, when you've got a collar on, um, when yeah. on as well. Yeah, it's hooking the collar through. And often when it's on, if you can flip it in on itself, so it's slightly, you know, it, it actually slides over the ears easier then. And sometimes going through that turn it through 90 degrees. So you've got the V um. <laughs> that goes over the ears as well. So, you know, but yeah, it, it tends to be that the, the, the fit can be an issue and it's knowing what to look for, where it's pulling in the right places and the wrong places, you know, is it, where is it sitting on the breastbone? Um, so it, it does make it a lot easier just to be able to go in and, and okay, we've got this selection of a few, a few different harnesses and we can try them all on rather than just getting one, trying it, it gets sent back, you swap it for something else and it goes back out. It's, uh, we have, um, we have, I, I think we've had this question in one of our podcasts before about the rasping, um, okay, yeah, as well, because people get put off by that, but actually, I think it was Jason from Nonstop would talked about that, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. And you, just that uh, actually, it's quite normal because they're working hard. It is what, well, yeah, it is quite normal. I, I, what I'd often say is, don't be too alarmed if if the rasping is, especially for that first few minutes when it's they're going off like a bullet. They're really pulling their heads down, and you can imagine they're almost dropping their throats into that part of the harness, and they're pushing against it. As soon as they settle into a pace, and they, you know, the sort of stature changes slightly, and the head comes up. Um, often the, the rasping will reduce or go altogether. Um, so, yeah, it's not, it's not a huge concern, say, especially if it's just for a first few minutes as the dog's just you know, really pulling and going for it. Yeah, a lot of people think that it's too tight or, or stuff like that. That's what you know, I've had people come yeah. back to me and say. So, is it, so is it, it's really important, isn't it, to go to a specialist shop or a specialist, you know, to it do that? It certainly helps, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so knowing where the, you know, there's a lot of little tricks you can do 
um, you know, even by putting your, your thumb down into the into the V of the harness, you put your thumb there and then you know get plenty of tension through the through the harness. And if it's pull, it feels like there's a lot of tension against you. So it's pushing, really pushing against them. And obviously, yes, you've got to be aware of that and consider that might be too tight. But if it's just a little bit, you, you just you can imagine if it's pushing against your thumb a little bit, it's not really going to be pushing against the, the throat because it's it's further away at that point. So yeah, lots of little tips really that you can and tricks to, to, to get the fitting right. But yeah, getting go going and getting something fitted is 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 definitely the way forward. So what else do you stock? So we in as in cut harnesses, canny cross harness. Um so canny cross harnesses now we've got the uh Arctic Wolf, uh the multi-sport, the X-Back, and the Adventure. Um and non-stop uh free motion. And the new the new free motion five points. Yeah. Um and the line harness, so the shorter, the, the shorter harness, which is that, that, again, that's quite a good one if you've got that that switch over type of dog that might only need a, a good walk, you know, good walking harness, but sometimes pulls, that's a good option as well. Brilliant. No, that sounds uh, so it's quite a lot of uh, useful information about Candy Cross then. <laughs> well done. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it is why you're here. But also, we yeah. are Candy Crossing as much at the moment as, no. as we've not been out at all. Yeah. So yeah. so it's the summer. Um, so what sort of things can we do that you suggest for you know keeping our dogs active and fit that that you I suppose it's yeah, that you that you supply but but the reasons why you do it yeah i mean a lot of the time i say with i suppose with canny crosses there is the the activity element of it but also it gives the dog a focus focus i don't know how many people um see the same thing happen but when you 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 might have a dog that i don't know it might be reactive or it's just very friendly with other dogs and always wants to go over and say hello but as soon as you put the canny cross harness on them and get them off running they've got they're doing a job and i've always found that with say well one of my my current dog and one of my older dogs they were always they always wanted to go and see and say hello to other dogs but as soon as you get them canny crossing and they've got the harness on they're running you can almost just they'll just leave them alone you know they'll just run past them ignore them and, and carry on and so there is that mental aspect of actually they're doing something um which obviously helps tie them out as well so i suppose when it's really warm, as much as you don't want to walk the dog too much when it's warm or late, you know, I only do it in the very early morning, very late evening when it's starting to cool down a little bit. It's then trying to find those activities like the um, uh, the mental stimulation games. So um, the, the puzzles, you know, where you can you can hide food and, and things like that and get them to um, thinking about what they're doing rather than just getting a feed, you know, food in a bowl and, and, and you know, get on with it. Snuffle mats, they're great as well, you know, because, it, again, it gives them time to have to, um, rather than just wolfing it down, they've actually got to sniff. And obviously when a dog's using its sense of smell, their brain is really ticking over, and that's when they're really using a lot of mental energy. So anything like that where you can actually get them just to engage in, engage, engage their senses, and obviously their strongest sense, and therefore the one that's going to be using the most energy is their sense of smell. So anything like that, hide and seek around the garden around the house you know just just with something with with, with treats their favorite toy once they know what's you know obviously the center of that favorite toy you can tell them you know give them a command to go and find it 
anything like that where it's, it's not going to they're not it's not too strenuous not going to overheat too much you've always got water on standby anyway um but just something to, to get them ticking over i bought a brain game the other day when i popped in for some dog food <laughs> yes yeah and no it was good i read the instructions and everything and did okay, it can you do it can you? you can find the trick can you <laughs> yeah, i can do it right. <laughs> Uh, it was really interesting, actually, and we've only done it a couple of times. But she was like, "Oh, give me the food! Give me the food!" Really, oh, quick. really? yeah. It's like she's very food driven at the moment. Um, but yeah, so so it's interesting. So I'm I'm looking forward to using that a little bit more because it she does she's knackered after it. So it's, they don't uh, need long doing it either, do they? It does okay. it does tire them out mentally. Poppy's got one, and it's one where you have to kind of twist it, and there's little bones that fit in it that she has to move to get treats from yeah. underneath. Um, and she she will spend 10 minutes on it and often only get one treat and then she'll sit there looking at us as if to go please help me (laughs) Um, yeah it's good for them (laughs) yeah because they they come in quite a sort of a range of difficulties as well so you've got ones where they might only have to lift a little stopper out and there's the treat Uh, but obviously that then develops somewhere the stopper might be covered by something they've got to know to flip a little lever around almost to then pull the stopper out and it's just you know they've got to develop the, the thought some dogs can do it some dogs just simply don't have the capacity or patience I think it's probably more than anything you know so like you say if they just just they want to get in and get the food yeah they'll just destroy it <laughs> she, no she hasn't destroyed it and trying right. to get the force off it but she did when I think when she gets exasperated of um, Poppy's the same she'll just sit there and look at me like come on yeah and they start lifting the paw up as if yeah. will this work <laughs> that normally gets me a treat or anything <laughs> so I found it quite amusing and I'm quite enjoying it so uh, <laughs> yeah need to get some video of it yeah I should do actually I should yeah, do I'll yeah. do it next time um, we've got a little um, rubber snake that we just stuff with toys, uh, with toys, with treats every morning. And she comes and asks for it now. She, if we've forgotten to give it her, she'll, she'll come and ask and then run to the snake and bark as if to say, can you fill it up for me? And yeah. my daughter's got into the habit of hiding it for her every morning. So she really enjoys that, sniffing it out. Another good thing here as well is, is um, obviously with it being warmer and needing to find, I suppose, find ways of keeping them cooler is using those kind of toys. If it's like the con type of toy, you know, it doesn't have to be a con. It can be anything along those lines. Yeah. Um, and then stuffing it with, um, like, you know, the wet meat, the pate kind of things, and then freezing it. Yeah. So, one, it's cooler. Obviously, it's going to help them keep cool. Two, it being frozen, it lasts a lot longer, you know. Um, you know, it takes them more time for it to, um, for them to work at it, to, to, to get, to actually get the reward. Yeah. I, I remember, I, I saw something on it, um, uh social media the other day when it was really really hot and uh someone just put in a water bowl carrots and cucumbers yeah. and stuff like that and I did that with pickle and it was like she looked at me and like well, why have you put stuff in my water bowl <laughs> like, but she did do it in the end she did get it so that that was quite fun actually frozen, frozen carrots are great as well oh, yeah. yeah frozen carrots obviously keeps them cool but then it also it, it it makes them that bit tougher it's almost like it's like it almost then like them chewing on a um a raw bone you know it's oh. that, it's that kind of density then so that it, and, and get it so one it gives them something to do and so it's it's a good tooth cleaner naturally you know, uh, in the same way as, as raw bones are i think it's really interesting isn't it i think that we and expect that we have to take our dog out all the time and i know there's a big thing yeah. about it but I, I think we forget 
that actually just doing some of these things, even during the Candy Cross season, there's no reason not oh, to. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, that we should be doing more of this stuff. Um, and it, it doesn't need to be an expensive thing, does it? As you said, there's lots of different things out there you that, can do. That's it. I mean, you can go and buy a, a bag of economy carrots from the supermarket, stick them all in the freezer, and you've, you've got a uh, day's worth of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I might just try that. There you <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> So what's your biggest seller? What's the sort of things that you're selling at the moment? When Because uh, we've had some really hot weather. It's not so hot at the moment after recording yeah. this. But what, what sort of things are people buying? And and I don't know if I should ask you this. Are they sort of gimmicks or are they really working? Um, generally, <laughs> gimmicks. Uh, um, the, in, in cooling sense, um, the, the gel mats, which are brilliant, um you know it's quite fascinating how they actually work because people always think you need to put them in the freezer or you know just to actually get them activated but it is simply just the dogs the pressure of lying on them that mm. i could go into the whole physics thing as well if you wanted to of how they work but i won't because uh <laughs> go right over our heads that'd be boring um yeah so it's, it's as they it's as they change state basically but under the pressure they they they, they feel cold so they're really popular um and I know people who have actually bought them to put them on their car seats as well. So that in the summer, <laughs> on a hot day, <laughs> when they're driving, they're, it's actually on their seat as well. So they're getting, they, you know, they, they use them rather than for the dogs. Well, uh, do you know what? I love that idea because, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Adrian, I didn't buy it from you. I, uh, <laughs> I bought one in Aldi. Yeah. And I bought the medium because I didn't okay. have any large. But I thought, oh, that'll be fine be the right size well she can just about sit on it <laughs> but I, they, could, I could put it on the car seat yeah yeah so we have to use it for that <laughs> um yeah so those, those are really popular um so oh, we've got them on the website obviously in the shop as well um the uh roughware do a really nice um like a, it's a vest is it vest um which has got a, a mesh in it that is part of the um so it's like a almost like a lycra upper with a mesh underneath um the idea with those is you wet them and as the uh the water in the in the mesh evaporates it's drawing heat away from the body as well mm-hmm. um, so they're they're really popular and they also do a nice net gator as well so same idea it's um so just you know just keeps the it is where the, the blood is close to the surface you know with the major vessels and everything of the neck by putting that around the dog's neck it um helps keep them cool that way as well you always have to remember to keep re-wetting them because as with those they uh, you know there are uh, rough weather the the swamp caller jacket as well which is a full you know sort of full length jacket if you let it dry out it just basically becomes a jumper <laughs> so yeah. and you don't want that in the summer so but they, do, they really do work i mean they're noticeable when they um you know, when the wet, if you put your hand underneath the, the jacket itself, you can feel how cold it is. And especially the other thing you to bear in mind, it is it's the you're changing the colour of the dog. If you've got a black dog and they're out in full sun, obviously they're just soaking in that, that heat from the sun. Um whereas the, you know these jackets are all light in colour. So they're just gonna be straight away they're reflecting the heat rather than absorbing you know the sun's rays. They're actually they're, they're reflecting it. Um you know I've I've used them though so known to time so my so the, the old dogs that I mentioned earlier, they always used to be in them in the summer because, you know, you can walk through if you're out and about. 
you know, on holiday, especially where you don't want to, you can't really leave them somewhere. You've got to, got to take them with you, but it might be a really hot day. You put them in one of these and you can quite comfortably walk around the local town or wherever, where, wherever you are with a spare bottle of water to chuck on there to keep wetting it and the dogs are comfortable. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. Have you ever used one, Michelle? I've used not a specific jacket, but I have put a wet T-shirt on um, both my dogs before now, and it has worked because Bella, our older beagle, she was black and she was she really struggled in the heat. So just a, a wet T-shirt on her, one of my daughter's T-shirts fits her, put a pause through it, tied it up, <laughs> and just kept wetting it. She wasn't particularly happy about it, but she was cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. I haven't even thought about that. But there's some dogs, do you know, I mean, I'm just asking this kind of randomly, but dog's hair. So some dogs are very thin, aren't they? And have, yeah. was it one layer or two? Layer? I mean, I really don't yeah. know about that. Yeah. Haven't they got their own cooling mechanism as well to a certain extent? They have. Yeah, they have. Um, it's funny, actually, because it, it, it's always been the general understanding that dogs only sweat from their paws um obviously they they, they pant I mean, that's a massive way for them to lose heat and i suppose then that's um you know through panting and the the, the long the long nose breeds um they obviously can lose heat a lot quicker and that's why you, you have to be careful even more so if you're running with dogs that are sort of shorter nose breeds because they can't they haven't got a radiator mm-hmm. or the radiator big basically and so they can't cool down as much but i did read something the other day only very briefly actually i, I wish i'd read more about it the, the, yes the, um the, the they don't just sweat from the pores um but i only very briefly came across an article i have to go back and find it now no. um but yeah I mean, generally that that's where they will lose lots of their heat and i, mean, I suppose you look at a dog as well i mean one of my dogs, Carlisle, who's a big, very thick-coated, um, you know, this time of year just shuts down and, and lies down and barely moves. If we are out on a walk and he's getting warm, he'll always gravitate towards a puddle, at least pedal, pedal through the puddle so he's cooling off his you know, his paws. And if you get something that's a little bit deeper, he'll just sort of lower his belly into it because that area there is just a lot, the, the coat's a lot thinner and there's a, you know, and it's just by, just by wetting the underbelly um, with a lot of dogs can help. Because it's just again, it's, they've got a lot less hair there, whether they're single coated or double coated. Mm. There's a lot of hair there, and they can cool down a lot quicker. Talk. It, sorry, again, my mind's jumping from one to one, but actually, this is—I think this is quite interesting. Helping back to going back to Canicross. Yeah. What issues do you have with fitting uh, harnesses with, like someone like Carlisle, some dog like Carlisle that is really thick, like a husky mm. type thing? I suppose the difficulty there, it, it, again, you. you it's often the neck that's the problem, uh, not the problem, but the bit where you've got to be careful with because they their coat is so dense that it, it just fills the harness out so much. Um, and what you often find there is you, 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 you have, when you put it on, you really almost have to just almost pull loads of the scruff through. You know, so that if you're not careful, you can put the harness on and, and okay, you always have to get the collar through anyway, but you get that collar through and sometimes it, it then sits and it almost compresses a load of their hair in against their shoulders. Um, and you actually have to just, just, uh, you know, physically pull all that scruff through the neck to then make sure that the, the, the harness is sitting down against the shoulders and not compressing skin and hair almost against the, you know, underneath, which is going to make it uncomfortable. So it's, it's, it's just always remembering to make sure that you get, you, you, you're fitting it correctly and there's just little, 
techniques in place to for different breeds and different you know uh, yeah sort of different different builds um the rest of the body it, it generally isn't a problem you know even though they're very thick coated that area when it's when it is fitted compresses very easily anyway so all that thick undercoat that's around the chest you know, sort of the chest and the um, area doesn't really get in the way it's more so just that that neck area that's interesting i mean, do you come across many michelle i had a husky last week actually yeah and i did notice the same thing um yeah. just very very dense fur um and the measurements because i always ask for measurements before people come along to my sessions and I was slightly worried that my, my biggest harness would not be big enough. <laughs> but actually, it was fine because I think when people measure, they don't go all the way to the skin, do they? So that's why it's so important to make sure that you are going to somebody who knows what they're doing. And um, we, did, we did get him fitted, though. Yeah. But yeah, it yeah. does feel a squeeze when you're putting it on all that fur. It, it, that tends to the area, say, the rest of it. Like with yeah. Husky or that kind of breed, once you get them wet, <laughs> they look like they're actually not. And bone, there's just nothing there at all. It is all just yeah. it all, it all there, so you can imagine. So around the rest of the body, it does compress down quite easily. You know, once it's once it's on. So sorry, that was just a. I digress then, but it just it sort of fitted in. Yeah. <laughs> so so far, what is your best selling thing this summer then? Um. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Put you on the spot there. <laughs> we. I mean, we do a really good range of um, sort of collapsible fabric kennels as well, oh. which they are probably uh, from Mielsen. They're a, um, a German brand, um, which we import from from Germany. Um, and yeah, they're, they're I suppose almost multifunctional. You know, if, you, if you if you're traveling, if you're going, you know, caravanning, camping, anything like that, they're just handy to take with you. Um, I mean, many people use them just as a transport crate in the car. They're just a bit more lightweight, easy, very easy to collapse down, um, easy to put in the boot. And then maybe if you're staying in a and b or somewhere like that and you want to keep the dog contained um, either overnight or, you know, it goes in the room with you while you're down having a meal, whatever it might be, you, you can quite easily just carry it around. You know, it's not like a big, heavy wire crate yeah. that rattles away in the back of the car when you're driving along or, you know, actually then lug it upstairs to a, to, to your room or whatever is just it, it weighs half a ton they're just nice and lightweight easy and we do we do sell a lot of those it's um you know it's a really good brand um never heard of those before actually it's a really good idea it. isn't it yeah it's like having yeah. a collapsible uh, carry cot yeah 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 and so it's completely enclosed you've got so um two opening i'll say three openings i suppose you can unzip the top the side of it unzips and the end unzips as well and there's there's um what you call them um space metal bits <laughs> almost like, no, um, so there's a metal frame inside which is easily so it's like a, it's a, a spring-loaded cuff that locks it all yeah. in so you, you set it up in in seconds and then over the mesh sides as well yeah you do actually have like um almost like blinds i suppose that you can put down if you want to because many dogs like that den feel yeah. you know like to have that little this is my space i don't need to see out and you know it's just there it's just there their place to be so um you can you can cover it all up and you know, it, it, many dogs will use it as their den you know you can have just unzip in and out when they feel like it in the house and then they know that if they do need to get zipped in for an hour or so it's just you know they settle down and, and they're happy to be there 
No, it sounds good, especially for camping and caravanning and camper vans. Yeah. So, uh, so, okay. yeah, so if you're going on holiday, that's something. Yeah. Yeah. Kennel. Mails, yeah. Mails and Kennel. So it's... Uh, it's spelt like Mielsen, but with the A and the E the wrong way around. Yeah. Okay. German. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. So, Michelle, sorry, I'm just going to put this little bit in, our local bit. But if you're in the Leicestershire area, what are we doing, Adrian, in uh, September more? We um, will be, and we've done a few already, haven't we? Um, sort of taste sessions at Wistow in Leicestershire, where, where the shop is. So it's a really nice rural location. There's um, plenty of access to trails and tracks and uh, the canal towpath and fields. Um, so yeah, we're doing uh, canny cross taster sessions, um, you know, harness fitting. Which is the important bit, yeah. Yeah, so you can just try the kit out and see what works best for your dog, but also for you, you know, so that you can actually, there's a certain, some people like a certain fit of waist belts, and others don't some like to have you know a big padded one that sits on the hips others like to have the more lightweight race type harnesses that um sit lower down and um so yeah it's just a case of you know getting a feel for what what you like and what fits the dog and what the dog it's, it's a nice way to do it and then we have yeah. a have a go sessions which i'll take to teach you can cross and then we yeah. go for a run so michelle you must come and join us one oh, day this sounds yeah. fun. <laughs> No, they are fun, and we've we've had we. I can't remember when we started doing them, but um, we uh, we had quite we've had quite a lot of new people introduced yeah. to kind of oh, February is the past, was it February? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. yeah, so we'll start those up again in September. Um, have you got a date? No, we haven't got a date. <laughs> We're rubbish at doing this, aren't we? A date, yeah. We will have a date. Look at our yeah. social media pages, and you will find out. <laughs> And we'll do the month and do the monthly. So yeah. there's a you know one a month, and then uh, and there is also talk now trying to get some other people involved, isn't there? Sort of sort of experts in certain areas to be there as well to offer another yeah. aspect of the you know canny cross and and dog. Yeah. So we've had Sophie, who's done a podcast with us, so the physio vet physio. Um, yeah. She went. She did a stance. Um, uh, session which was really good actually Very you don't know yeah you don't know what your dog's you know how you can't necessarily see it but anyway that was really interesting so we'll get Sophie back but we'll, we'll look for other people as well so yeah so if you're in the area or around or coming on holiday up here come and uh keep an eye out when we're doing our sessions yeah well I say it's always always worth a trip anyway even especially a trip up to Worcester because there's plenty to do there Garden yeah. Centre Bay other shops you know nice long walks um and in a wolf obviously um so yeah there, there's plenty it's not you, you wouldn't just be there for an hour and you buzz off and head home again there's plenty so you can spend a day there so yeah. and i suppose another little plug through the summer nothing to do with dogs but there is um a maze maze which will open oh, yes. it so opposite is, is um yeah so that's a good family day out yeah i used to come there with my son when he's at, I, I, they, I think last year didn't they do the crown or something the they yeah, yeah. Um, and this year is a turtle. Oh, oh, so, I like turtles. Turtle, yeah. So to for, um, sort of promote conservation and yeah. Yeah, uh, nature, I suppose, the, the, the oh, theme. Right. I was going to say, is it because the new Ninja Turtles film is out next week? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Trust you, Michelle. I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> 
Brilliant. Michelle, have you got anything else you'd like to ask, Adrian? Um, no, just um, it's been lovely talking to you. So where can people find you? What's your website? Where are you on social media? Uh, so website is um, innerwolf.co.uk. Um, Facebook is, we are just slash innerwolf. Uh, Instagram, different. We are slash innerwolf UK. And then obviously, um, I'm sure everybody has been buzzing about so the new threads. Oh. With, um, innerwolf UK as well on, on threads. So um, Twitter, I think we're, we're, we're innerwolf, to be honest. Never, <laughs> really, never really have. Do you know, I, <laughs> I think. Yeah, but I think you're our first guest to mention threads. Yeah, <laughs> we are we are moving with the times, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep it. Early adopters. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Uh, thank you so much. We will put all that information in the show notes below anyway. But thank you, Adrian, for letting us know what's out there in the yeah. uh, Candy Cross and Dog world. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. See you on the next episode. today's episode don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and if you get a moment please leave us a review we'll see you next time on canny cross conversations